Hey, Kevin, will you check the battery on my car, please? It seems to be starting kind of slow. Oh, yeah, that was four or five days ago. Hello, this is Karen. And this is Kevin. And, and this, this is, is Right, right From, from us. us. Hey, guys, welcome back to Right From Us podcast. Hello. <laughs> Today is August 21st. It's about seven o'clock in the evening. It's a beautiful day. Started out kind of rainy, then it cleared up. Uh, it's been unseasonably cool for August, I feel like. Uh, I think it was pretty warm. Oh, it was, it was, it was just, like, like mu- mid 80s. It was very muggy, though. Yeah, very muggy is pretty typical for August in our area, for yeah. sure. So, what's new? Yeah, uh, well. Biden was questioned about the people that fell out of the airplane in Afghanistan by George Step on top of us. And uh, he said, oh, that was four or five days ago. Like, what difference does it make? How how long ago it was? This whole Afghanistan thing, I don't know if you guys have been watching. If not, probably should pay attention. It's an absolute disaster. And he's pretty much signed the death warrants for every... American and American ally that remain over there right now. So it's pretty scary and sobering how he, uh, first of all, doesn't seem to care about what's happening. And secondly, that he just keeps going on vacation instead of addressing the issue. He's avoiding it. So it kind of makes you wonder, is he leaving because he doesn't care? Or is he leaving because his health is deteriorating and they're trying to hide it? Because this is kind of a crucial moment in history that he needs to address the nation and be strong. Yeah, he's just out of it. The, you know, or is it a combination of all things? Yeah, I mean, apparently, apparently the this interview with George Step on top of us, he um, they just were able to put just a small portion of the interview. Yeah, supposedly online. they cut about nine hundred words from the interview because it was utter nonsense. Are you? Did you say that the the actual transcript of the? Yeah, I've got it here. Actually, it is. Uh, why would they put? Why would they do that? Why would they put the transcript on there? Who, who put the transcript up number there? Number nine, and it's from the Daily Wire. And let me pull it up, and I'll tell you some of the things that they cut because it was just utter nonsense. He just he's just a doddering old man. Doesn't know what he's talking about. Um, this is so all the all the verbiage in in bold down below is the part that they cut out of the speech or the interview. So part two, uh, Stephanopoulos is talking about, you know, I don't know about Afghanistan, how we need to get out, um, you know, about Army Special Forces Officer Javier McKay. Uh, you know, he was shot twice, did all these tours. We have to cut our losses in Afghanistan, that kind of thing. And then Biden says, and this is the part they cut out. Look, that's like asking my deceased son, Bo, who spent six months in Kosovo and a year in Iraq as a Navy captain and then major, I mean, as an army major. And, you know, I'm sure he, he had regrets coming out of Afghanistan. I mean, out of Iraq. He had regrets to what's, how, how it's going. But the idea, what's the alternative? The alternative is why are we staying in Afghanistan? Why are we there? Don't you think that the one, you know, who's most disappointed in us getting out, Russia and China, they love us to continue to have to. And then he just kind of breaks off. It's just, 
he makes no sense. His yeah. thoughts are so scattered and out he, there. It's just an embarrassment at this point. You know, don't you think that he he cannot last much longer? Yeah. Well. How, how can he last I much longer? I don't know. I really don't. The, just, I think they're working on um, trying to implement the 25th Amendment. Um, I don't know. They probably need to because he's just yeah. he's just a senile old man. And he's yeah. making he's embarrassing America. He's making us look weak. In fact, uh, there was a story out today that Taliban, you know, for whatever reason, again, this whole thing has just been handled so poorly. Not only did we leave without getting all of our American people and American allies out of there first, but apparently we left a bunch of gear and equipment that the Taliban now possesses. In fact, they have been wearing American fatigues and uniforms and making fun of America and mocking America, and it's just humiliating and embarrassing. Yeah, they recreated that um, that one famous photo. What, what, where is that? Where is that from? That photo. What, what is that from? I don't know. I don't remember. But it's the photo of all the American troops, or some putting, of the American troops, the trying up. to put the flag up. And you know, after we defeated whatever country war, whatever it was, and then the Taliban in American fatigues, in you know, uh, combat gear are also raising their own flag and, you know, copying that picture and mocking America. You put that picture on so yeah. they can see yeah, it. Yeah, that's a disgrace. It's it's just an absolute, it's just an embarrassment. And I can't believe, it's like basically the Taliban has won and Biden is just so incompetent and weak and they all know it. And it's not... It's just, I cannot believe he did this. So we've got this 25, 25th Amendment thing going going on. And also an impeachment, which is not going to do anything. But but I the mean, 25 amendment, 25th Amendment, it might, it I might mean, it's be. I mean, it's a Republican. It's a doctor, a former White House doctor that's, that's a Republican. Uh, I think he's a congressman, actually. Wasn't he Obama's it. doctor as well? I, I think he was. So I mean that might that might uh, go somewhere, but you know we got Kamala then. So let's think about this, Ren. Let's run this through this scenario. So let's say that they, that Biden's out, they deem him incompetent and not suitable for the position. So then Kamala gets in there. Yeah, who would be the vice president then? Nancy Pelosi. I don't know. I don't know. How does that work? I'm not sure. I'm not sure either. I'm not sure if they would name have to name another vice president or. Or what? But, but I mean, Kamala is just not going to be much better. In fact, I'm sure she'll be worse because she has absolutely she has zero no experience, experience at all. And, uh, you know, she laughs like a hyena whenever she's nervous and or she can't answer a question or whatever. So I don't know. This is a complete disaster. But, hey, we don't have any more mean tweets anymore. Yay for yeah, that. Yeah, maybe maybe somehow President Trump Trump could just swoop in, you know. He so maybe, maybe they could wait till Tr- President Trump becomes the Speaker of the House, and then um, Kamala Harris will be president, and then President Trump would be the the Vice President. So really, but how would that work? Like if if President Biden's out, Kamala comes in, and they deem her unfit, then what? I mean, what happens when both your president and vice president? What grounds would they deem her unfit? Well, just, she's just not making the choices. I mean, she's not, she's just not ruling. Yeah, but I mean, that would take years, don't you think? I don't know. I mean, with Biden, it's clear that he's incompetent and, and, um, 
just I guess you can't impeach someone for just stupidity, which too bad. But yeah, yeah I don't know. I I, I think. Um, Man, this the way this country is heading, it's well, not I mean, you can in a impeach, good place. You can impeach somebody for anything, as we've seen over the last couple of years. Yeah. I mean, they've just came up with all these phony charges to impeach President Trump. So then not only is Biden, did he completely just, it's just a disaster. This whole Afghanistan thing is just a complete disaster and not get our, pap- our people out. And then he left our gear and our... Um, uniforms and all that stuff. What'd you say it was? Like how many millions of dollars I left think over there? 80, Eighty-five million dollars worth of equipment that was left now, there. Now, Biden administration charging U.S. citizens two thousand dollars for evacuation flights out of Afghanistan. Now they have since stopped that, that because yeah. they've got they got so much backlash and heat and hatred about this. Uh, because how how cruel is this to leave these people in this country? And then be forced to go back because the American people caused such a stink about it. Because who knows if he actually would have if we hadn't caused a stink. And then to say, okay, fine, we'll go back and get him. But you have to pay me $2,000 to get out for a crisis that I started, by the way. It's just the whole situation is just rude and crude and cruel. And obviously, it's not America first with Biden. He could give a rip. So... They have since. I wonder how that transpired. I mean, you know, apparently the General Milley said we got to keep 2,500 people in there just to, you know, wind things down. And apparently Biden just overruled that. Well, he's commander in chief, right? Over the military. Yeah. He's got, like, he has the ultimate say. Yeah. You, you would think that some, there had been, had been some resignations. You oh, know? I'm sure there probably were. He just ignored them or just chose not to listen I mean, or like general Milley, why wouldn't he have resigned saying this is going to be a disaster i'm not i'm not going to be a part of it you know i don't know but this whole thing is just so outright cruel and wrong it's almost like he did it on purpose so yeah. it makes you wonder did yeah. he strike some that, kind of deal that's a good point i mean could they really be this stupid are they doing this stuff purposely to just to destroy the country essentially you know along with the the southern border right and, it just you know, seems the, too the, Three trillion dollars in spending, and, and you know the Keystone Pipeline, and on and on and on. It's only been seven months that he's been office now, so you know. I mean, these poor people. Can you imagine the absolute terror they must I know, be living I know. over all there? These, all these years, they've been supporting the United States military, and you know, interpreters. Yeah, because they've always been told, "Don't worry, we've got your back. Yeah, we need your help." Over there helping us out. And then we just take. And they did that, you know, fully expecting to yeah. be protected. And then we yeah. just up and abandon them. It's it, just. It's pretty it's, sick. It's blind. It's really mind blowing what, what's happened over there. It's just, I can't even, I still can't wrap my brain around it. And those poor people over there. I mean, and the Taliban, dude, guys, they are, they are sick, disturbed people. I mean, they, they do not care. They have no respect for humanity. They're all about shoot first, ask questions later. They have zero compassion. And they're just cruel and mean. And, and to leave these people at their mercy, it's unthinkable. And Biden's approval rating has dropped down to 40, by the way. I can't believe it's that high. I it's, can't believe it's, it's that high. or in the 40s. I think it's in the 40s. I can't believe it's that high. But... Uh, which is something. I mean, it's something. That's the lowest it's ever been. Uh, but again, it should be lower. Do you, do you know but, who conduct, conducted that poll? Um, 
Let's see. I don't know if I put that on my list or not, but I don't know. Seemed like I put that on my list somewhere. And then uh, Michael Moore, idiot. He's such an idiot. He's some kind of director, isn't he? Liberal director. Michael Moore. Michael Moore. He's the one that did the uh, Fahrenheit 911 and all those oh, left-wing movies. Oh, so he's like movies. some kind of producer. Yeah. Well, he's uh, he's comparing the the Taliban to the Capitol rioters. That that oh, is just Lord. that is just completely. It's out so there. outrageous. <laughs> what? Yeah. I'm sure the uh, the news media is just going to pick that up and re- keep repeating that. Yeah, it's it's insane. I mean, they keep talking about this the deadly insurrection. It was not an insurrection. It was just a protest that got a little bit out of hand. I mean, one one person was killed by the police. Yeah. A police officer died the next day from a stroke. Yeah. And then uh, four other people died of medical emergencies, but it's not a deadly insurrection. Were they stupid? Yes. They acted stupidly. There were some... And they got caught up got, in the moment and away. they just got carried away for and sure. they acted... They were boneheads for sure, but it was not an insurrection. What the Taliban is doing right now to the Afghans, that's an insurrection. That is what it really looks like. That's is cruel and inhumane and uh, nothing about nothing like what happened on January 6th. Though they want you to think it was that way just to, you know, make Republicans look bad. Um, oh, and this one too. A CNN reporter is over there. This, these people are so dumb. I swear. They, I guess they're maybe they're not dumb, but they like they like to make there, believe that everybody else. There is was dumb. actually some halfway decent reporting from a CNN reporter that was on the ground over there saying, "Look what's going on, people." Well, you know, this CNN reporter said Taliban chanting "Death to America," yeah, I heard about that. but seem friendly at the same time as they make a sexist comment. Yeah. Anything friendly. to spin it. Anything. Death to America, but they seem but friendly. But they seem friendly. I don't, you know, that sounds like a pretty friendly thing to say, huh? <laughs> hey, Kevin, I wish death on you. <laughs> That's crazy. That seems friendly, right? That is insane. I'm just trying to be friends with them. Yeah. Trying to be friendly. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, I saw that and absolutely rolled my eyes. But anyway, this whole Afghanistan thing is just. But there has, there actually have been some on the ground reports from CNN that were actually Going over the things that were happening, you know, and not not sweeping it under the carpet, you know, saying this is pretty bad, well, pretty bad stuff that's happening. Yeah, here. and to be fair, I mean, it seems like a lot of the leftist news organizations are actually being pretty critical of this because it's ironic because you know Biden's trying to unite everybody. That's and we're that's he's doing well. His his message is unification. He wants to unify people, but obviously he's been doing nothing but trying to separate people. But the but this one thing, this Afghanistan fiasco, seems to be uniting people. Yeah, even that's the what left and right agree. Think that some something's something's going on. Something's going to happen. You know, they're, they're accelerating getting Biden out of office. Don't you think? If even the even the left-wing media is talking bad about Biden. Yeah. Then you, you know, know maybe it's bad. Maybe something's up with that. Kind of like, kind of like when everybody finally turned on uh, Cuomo. You know, Governor Cuomo. Even the left-wingers were saying, "You got to resign." You know. Yeah. That that was. You could tell something was up, and he he actually ended up 
ended up resigning, not for the thing he should should have resigned for, which was you know killing people, sending people uh, COVID patients back to the nursing homes and killing a bunch of nursing home patients, but he resigned over sexual harassment claims. Yeah, you know, sort of sweep under the carpet, basically um, the 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 worst charge of you know basically murdering a bunch of nursing home patients. Yeah, this uh, Robert O'Neill, the former U.S. Navy SEAL who killed al-Qaeda leader Osama bin Laden, slammed President Joe Biden during an interview on Friday evening, saying that he needed to be impeached over the disaster that he caused in Afghanistan and let it be, let there be no mistake, he caused this whole fiasco. This is nonsense. It's insulting, O'Neill said, of the way Biden has handled the situation. Who, Every who is this saying this? Veteran, Marine, Airman, and Navy SEAL, Coast Guardsmen, everyone I've talked to today, all they tell me is they feel gross. And that's how you should feel. You should feel gross. We don't ask the Taliban permission. You know what we do? We kick their ass. That's it. I'm very, very angry because over 400 combat missions in so many different fields of combat, I have never once lost a fight. My team has never lost a fight. I don't know any Marine who's lost a fight, and that includes the Taliban. And yet here we have the Taliban mocking Americans and making them feel ridiculous. And he's wondering, how come these generals and admirals, he goes, I'm amazed that there hasn't been at least 30 generals and admirals that haven't resigned or been fired today. And who is that? That is uh, Robert O'Neill, the former U.S. Navy SEAL who killed Oh, really? Bin Laden. Oh, wow. Because think of all the people that have spent, because I mean, we've been over in Afghanistan for 20 years. Oh, man, I know. Think of all the people that have served and sacrificed their lives in some cases. For what? I mean, Biden undid 20 years worth of stuff. Yeah. Over there. Well, even the Taliban, they, they're issuing demands to us now. Like, there's something that they wanted by September 11th. They want something, and I forget what it is. I think they want all the Americans out by September 11th. Is that what it is? I think that's what they what they said. Of course, you know, how funny, September 11th, right? The yeah. 20th anniversary, by the way, is this year of September 11th. Yeah. Uh, so it's just, I guess, I don't know. Do you think we even should have been over there to begin with? And should yes. we have stayed? No. Yes and no. We, I mean, we should have gone over there, and we did. We went over there and kicked butt because of nine eleven, right? They because that's where the terrorists were were um, trained, and then once we kicked their butt, we should have came came out. You know, of course, it's easy to say that now, but we we stayed there to support the country and try to well we also stayed to try to get the afghan army in a position where the taliban wouldn't take over yeah and and what happened was that the afghan army just turned tail and ran even though they far outnumbered the taliban numbers yeah there's some speculation that you know that the number was 300,000 the taliban or the afghans have got 300,000 troops that we've been supporting for the last 20 years. But the, now it's being questioned whether or not they even, there were even 300,000 military at all. And, you know, whether or not the generals and whatever were just taking the money. Well, it was, I'm sure there was some corruption. Um, I'm sure there probably was. It's kind of a corrupt country, no matter how you look at it. But the fact that the Afghan president, and on one hand, I get it because he would have been one of the first ones to be killed, made a spectacle of, an example of, if they would have caught him. So, of course, he turned tail and ran. Um, But it's just disappointing that that 
20 years worth of building up this army and training these people. And they, they just, they collapse in a, under a week. It's just, it's a, so it makes you wonder how serious they were taking it or they were just going through the motions. But I work with a girl that her husband um, is an ex army guy. And uh, his thoughts on this were that, that we should at least maintain a presence there because it's centrally located um, you know, there's Russia and China and all these other places. So he's, he's, you know, military strategic wise, he thinks we should stay there just to maintain a presence. Well, I mean, that was the plan. Strategic the point. plan was to keep 2,500 people there. Yeah. But that went down, the, down the drain. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It's just, it's disappointing and disturbing. And there's more and more stories coming out. There was a story today that the Taliban allegedly killed this woman because of bad cooking. Because I guess she yeah. a, she cooked a bad meal or something like that. Well, yeah, and there's also st- stories of the Taliban going from house to house and hanging people that have been uh, right cooperating with the United States. And they're also taking weapons away from the people because they're telling them you don't need these anymore. So they're they're taking their weapons from them. That's pretty and uh, yeah, that, I mean, if you dare like try to protest, like the people that have been waving the Afghan flags have been gunned down and killed in the streets by the Taliban. So they're just, they're ruthless, evil people. And it's just, it's, I cannot believe that Biden left all those people there at the mercy of these, of these very evil people. It's pretty disappointing to say the least. How do you think Trump, well, Trump wouldn't have done this. Well, I mean, he had the plan. The, his plan actually was to um, exit back in May. Yeah, but he leave. would have, he would have gotten all the people out first. Well, and to leave 2,500 troops there. But surely they would have gotten everyone out first. I, I don't know. I'm not sure about that. Why would you not do that or give them the know. option of leaving saying, I'm hey, we're sure. going to leave and I don't know what's going to happen. So you might want to think about yeah. taking off. I don't know. I'm not sure about that. I, I just think that the, just the fact that Biden's so weak, you well, know, with Trump in office, this would never happen because he's strong, you know? Right. And he wouldn't. And then just like um, the other group, the caliphate or whatever it was, that basically were, got destroyed by the military when Trump was in office. Tr- President Trump's told the Taliban, that's what's going to happen to you if you try to pull anything. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But then look what happened when Biden's in office. He's weak. And, you know, our country is going to be subject to other attacks. Oh, absolutely. With a weak, with a weak president. Absolutely. And then if, if, if Kamala gets to be president, then we're, you know. I mean, the, I I sincerely pray that we don't get another 9-11, but... It's uh, it's not looking good. I mean, we are we're a laughing stock to the rest of the world, and they definitely perceive America as being weak right now, and vulnerable. And you know, if they're going to attack, unfortunately, now might be the time to do it, just because of our leadership being so weak. Yeah, I wouldn't think that I wouldn't think Adva- Afghanistan would attack us, but you know, some other country, yeah, no, just not like Af- a surprise yeah, attack not or something specifically, some kind of a. Uh, I don't know, a uh, cyber attack or something like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of taking your weapons away, have you been paying attention to what's going on in Australia? Australia Holy has gone smokes. wild. It has gone wild. They, they have gone They had the crazy. announcement, the uh, health minister or whoever he was, announcing that they're going to seize 24,000 children and put them into a um, soccer stadium to get the vaccine. And to parent, force them to get the vaccine. Yeah, and parents just don't worry. Don't worry about your children. We'll be. They'll be fine. Oh my! 
Could you imagine what would you do if somebody? Well, that's why they're rioting in the streets right now. Well, protesting. They're not rioting. They're protesting. The yeah the. Which today, is nice to see, actually. Actually, today in Australia, there were massive protests. Massive and, protests. And the police were there just, you know, with all kinds of weapons, shooting r- rubber, rubber bullets, bullets and, and spraying them. I don't know what this this foam stuff they're spraying. Have you seen the I, videos I of that? I don't know what that it. is that they're spraying on them. But. I saw a guy rinsing his eyes out with water. Uh, I'm assuming he got sprayed with whatever they're they're doing. But, um, but can you imagine as a parent, can you imagine as a parent, if the government seized your child and said, don't worry about it. We're going to, we're going to make them get the vaccine and you really have no say in it. What, I mean, what would you do if they what showed would up you the do? Door? I mean, I would be there with my gun, I think. Yeah. Saying you're not taking my child. My Are you child. kidding? Yeah. No, but, over my dead body. <laughs> I mean, seriously, I no, know. they, they would have more guns than you would have, you know, the, if the sheriff or somebody showed up at the door, say, okay, we need your child. Well, come with us. at least Americans still have a way of defending themselves. Australians don't. Because you know they've they've been they've outlawed outlawed guns, and they have nothing to protect themselves with, and that's the very reason this is a prime, perfect example of why you can't let the government take your guns. Because if the government turns on you, you are defenseless, and that's what it says in our constitution. So it's uh, it I I worry about those poor Australian people. I mean, they're really in over their heads out there. I don't know. I don't know if they're going to be able to do anything about it or not. But it's pretty bad. Yeah, they they're apparently in Australia they're bu- building quarantine facilities. That, yeah. Um like vac- they call them people are calling them vaccination camps. They're going to send people that aren't vaccinated to these vaccination camps. I guess what really worries me, I'm, I mean, I'm worried about that country, but I'm also worried for our country. I just don't want people over here to get the idea, hey, they're doing it. We can do it over here, too. I just wonder how Australia got to this point. I mean, you know, Canada and some other countries out there, New Zealand, Australia, they're, they're really, they went over the top on lockdowns and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, passport, vaccine passports and things like that. How did they get to that point? I don't know. To, to I, the, the, the people would have had to have let that happen. Well, and I feel like they're trying to make that happen here, but we just have enough enough of an opposition to yeah, either slow point. it down or hopefully yeah. stop it at some point to, from that happening. Because it's just, it's insane. The reaction to this COVID is insane and crazy, I mean, they, they've unreasonable. Had, they've had five deaths. But I guess they could say, well, the reason we've only had five deaths is well, they, because sure, we, they're going to come back and say that. But um, yeah, in New Zealand, I think it was New Zealand, they in, in, institu- instituted lockdowns over one COVID case. They had one COVID case, so they got lockdowns in New yeah. Zealand. I, it's it's un, it's unbelievable. And speaking well, of, go ahead. I, I think that one huge problem with this whole thing, this whole situation is the confusion between the word transmissible and deadly. You know, the the virus apparently is extremely transmissible, meaning, you know, you can get it really easily, like just if you're in the same room with somebody that's got the virus, okay? But it's not that deadly. And I think that there, there's been a confusion between deadly and transmissible. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's it's extremely transmissible, but it's not that deadly. 
For most people. For most people. For people that are healthy under the age of 60 or right. actually under the age of 70, it's not that it's not that deadly. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I know. So what it doesn't warrant all these crazy No. Our reaction is just it's out of sync with what's happening right now. It really well, is. Well, I mean, these these other countries here in the United States there is there is definitely a vaccine. It's almost like a religion now, don't you think? It's like a vaccine religion. Well, it's more like a cult. It's a, it's like a cult. It's like, like it's the, it's like a bad religion. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, yeah. I just clicked on this. This came out yesterday, two, two days ago. The CDC, CDC mm-hmm. director Walensky saying there's an increased risk of severe disease among those disease among those who vaccinated early. Yeah, I know. And so that's, that makes me wonder, you know, the, the outbreak right now, the Delta variant that we've been dealing with for the past few months. <clears throat> I mean, how do you know that that's not, that hasn't been started well, or made worse? Somewhere, somewhere there's, a, there's a statistic that shows that the highest places that have been vaccinated is where the Delta variant is the highest. I, yeah, I, was, I saw that. I'll, yeah, I'll well, I mean, that. it's there's been a study that said that people that have been vaccinated shed the shed the virus, and that makes sense that they would you know give it to other people around them, and it makes sense that the Delta variant would be kind of out of control because more people are vaccinated, therefore shedding the the vaccine to other people as well. Uh, so and so, I guess what they're pushing for now is these people, this, the, the people that got vaccinated first should be the ones getting the new booster shot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, cause they definitely are talking, of course, well, I don't know. They were talking about a booster shot being given to the immunocompromised. They were talking about giving the booster shot to the immunocompromised at first. And I knew that at some point they're going to re- they're recommend it for everyone. So they're recommending it for everyone at this point. Yeah. Well, Biden, hmm. Biden came out, you know, just this week sometime. It was right when the Afghanistan stuff was going on. It's like, well, why is he talking about this? Mm-hmm. You know, when we got what's going on in Afghanistan, but he was coming out and saying, we're, you're supposed to get, you should get a booster shot eight months after your second your second, you know, fully vaccinated shot. And I don't know if I, yeah, I think I did. The neuroscientist vaccine has glaring weakness that natural COVID um, infection doesn't. Basically saying that uh, natural immunity gives you immunity longer than these vaccines are now given you, which they kind of, they switched it around there at first saying, oh no, you get the vaccine, your immunity is going to last a lot longer than your natural immunity. They're saying that without evidence. Well, this neuroscientist is saying that that's not true. Vaccine has glaring weakness that natural COVID infection doesn't. No, I'm saying that I'm saying that neuroscience has no evidence. That's how that's how they always contradict everything that that comes out that doesn't agree with their oh, you know yeah. narrative. Oh, there's no evidence of that. Well, it's like, well, you know, we're following the science. Where's the science? Where yeah, is let's, the let's science? See the and that's let's a, see some studies. That's another thing I was thinking about this week is. Name name a scientific study or a scientist that's out there uh, that's pro-vaccine that isn't somehow tied into the drug company or getting paid somehow or uh, like t- tied in with the government, you know? Yes. The, the, the scientists that are presenting the evidence 
you know, stating that the vaccine might not be necessary, they're, they're actually putting their careers on the line. You know, there's no mm-hmm. financial incentive for them whatsoever. Right. They're to just do trying that. to do what's right. Yeah. Like, for example, the, the Pfizer, the ex, the former Pfizer um, executive scientist who's out there saying, you know, this, I don't know if we can say this or not without getting taken off YouTube, but the, this Pfizer executive scientist is saying, you know, this thing hasn't been tested for toxic, toxic. Toxicity. Yeah, it hasn't been fully te- tested for toxicity. He was a apparently a um, in charge of the testing for toxicity of vaccines when he was the scientist at Pfizer, and he, he's saying this has not been tested at all for that, and and definitely should not be giving it to pregnant women. Yeah, he, this this scientist is practically in tears talking about this. You know, yeah. he has, he has no incentive whatsoever, you know, financial incentive. In fact, it's the opposite. He's getting, you know, shunned by other scientists for, yeah. for, for coming out about that. Speaking of financial out. gain, I mean, these drunk co- companies have been making billions of dollars on this, by the yeah, way. Yeah, just, just uh, give me a scientific study or a scientist that's out there that's not getting, not getting some kind of financial gain from the vaccine, uh, you know. I know. Yeah. So this neuroscientist, uh, let's see, what's his name? I'll figure out what his name is here in just a second. But he says the left wing brow beating of Americans to get the coronavirus vaccine and accompanying booster shots could be undermining the country's ability to achieve herd immunity, according to one neuroscientist. That is because while the vaccines injected into our bodies stimulate internal immunity, they don't prevent vaccinated individuals from contracting the virus through the mucous membranes of their noses and mouths. In contrast, unvaccinated people who have recovered from COVID-19 or have antibodies due to their exposure to infected individuals may be better protected from the virus than the vaccinated, according to Dr. Michael Siegel, a neurologist and neuroscientist. All this has implications for public health authorities' determination to achieve herd immunity through vaccination alone. He pointed to a recent outbreak in Massachusetts where 74% of infections occurred in fully vaccinated individuals. 74% of infections were from vaccinated individuals. Yeah, but that was four or five days ago. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Let's see. There's also been a massive recent outbreak in Israel where 78% of residents 12 and older are fully vaccinated with a Pfizer vaccine. Uh, Let's see. That would mean herd immunity through vaccination is impossible. Well, it also causes the the uh the virus to mutate faster yeah did you say that did you say that uh no but that makes complete sense yeah so and which would which would require yearly booster shots yearly or more often or more often there's a i saw a meme the other day that it's like you can join the the pfizer monthly booster program for 5.99 a month oh my gosh that's funny. Yeah, we may get taken off the YouTube for this, but we're you know we're on Rumble and also we're on Gab now. So oh yeah, yeah. So, so you can find us a couple different places. Yeah, we're on Gab. So um, if yeah, I don't know, you may have to block some of this from the YouTube version with like to, just instructions yeah. for the full version. See us on Rumble or whatever. But yeah. isn't it sad that we have to do that? It's so sad that we have to do that. The big tech is so bent. They're so hell bent on censoring. Yeah, people. man. There's there's prominent just talking about this stuff. Prominent, prominent scientists 
in scientific studies and doctors, prom- prominent doctors, prom- prominent scientists saying this stuff and it, you can't say it. You can't repeat no. it. No, no. And some of these prominent people have lost their jobs and have been, you know, their credibility has been questioned and all this other stuff just because they're trying to, they're trying to inform people. It's called informed consent. They're trying to inform people of well, all this stuff so you can make the best decision. Well, like I've been saying, you know, it's like back in the olden days, you would, you would say, okay, doctor, um, I want to get a second opinion, Yeah, you know, about this. And you can't, apparently you can't do that anymore. You can't. Can't have a second opinion that's different than the accepted, you know, the accepted uh, diagnosis. Yeah, and I was talking to you earlier at dinner and couldn't couldn't tell you which state it is. Mississippi orders isolation for COVID positive citizens. Mississippi residents, vaccinated or not, must isolate at home for ten days if they test positive for COVID nineteen or face up to six months in jail. And a fine of $500, the state announced Friday. All persons, including fully vaccinated individuals infected with COVID-19, must remain in the home or other appropriate residential location for 10 days from onset of illness or 10 days from the date of a positive test for those who are asymptomatic. Uh, a negative test for COVID-19 is not required to end isolation at the end of 10 days, but you must be fever-free for at least 24 hours with improvement of symptoms. Wow. Here we go. I mean, that's basically that, what Australia is doing. Essentially. Essentially. Well, except they're locking down everybody. Except they're actually going out from, I mean, they're actually like being phys- how, like our physical how they presidents. they possibly enforce that though. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. So if you don't isolate, you can go to jail for six months. Six months. So here's my thing. Why are people being, okay, wouldn't that dissuade you from getting tested? If you know that if you could potentially be positive, I, and if you make a mistake, you go to jail for six months. I'm not going to go get tested. I'm not going to get tested. The, the PCR test. Can you test, imagine? The PCR test has up to 97% false positives. I mean, right. So you can't even you can't even rely on the test they're giving you to see if you really have it or not. That's another thing I was wondering about this week. You know, they keep talking about this Delta variant, the deadly Delta variant. How do they even know that it's a Delta variant? They they came out, the, the FDA came out and said that the PCR test, they're dropping the PCR test at the end of the, the year of the because, year. It's, because right. it's unreliable. Right. They can't tell the difference between the virus and the flu. And the How can they possibly know that it's the Delta variant? Exactly. Like, what are they doing? Are they testing some, are they, are, do they have different kinds of tests they, they don't to know. show they that have, it's actual the Delta? They How can they have tell no between idea. COVID they have and no Delta idea. COVID? They have no idea. See? They're just saying that. I mean, it's just, all these questions, it's like no wonder that we don't trust anything that they say and then we're called the anti-vaxxers because we have questions because we're hesitant yeah well we're looking at the science well we're hesitant because of all the things that we're talking about none of this makes sense none of this is aligning none of this they they change their stories every day there's so many questionable variables yeah. yeah yeah and you know fauci said tells unvaccinated Americans to put aside concerns about personal liberties to fight pandemic. Have you heard what? Just do what you're told, people. Have you heard? Don't think. Have you we heard don't want what, you thinking for yourselves. Speaking of Fauci, have you, have you heard what Carrie Mullis, Carrie Mullis is the, the guy, the scientist that actually invented the PCR test back in the 80s, I think, or maybe the 90s. 
back when the AIDS virus was around, he invented the PCR test. And uh, he actually is a Nobel Prize winner because he invented the PCR test. Um, he said, Kerry Mullis, who invented the PCR test, said that Dr. Fauci doesn't know anything about anything. He's nothing but a bureaucrat. <laughs> he, has, he doesn't know anything about medicine. That, that's what Kerry Mullis, who is a scientist, a Nobel Prize winning scientist, said. And curiously, uh, Kerry Mullis died in, uh, I think he died in, in August of 2019. Which, I mean, t to be fair, how old was he? I mean, he, he was looked 70. like he was pretty he was old in, in that 70s. video. He was like 72 or 70, Which, maybe 75. I mean, it seems kind of suspicious that he died right yeah. before this whole thing blew up. But who knows? Maybe that was truly a coincidence. But it is interesting to listen to him talk that, you know, Fauci is basically just a blowhard. And doesn't have a lot of scientific yeah, here scientific we've got, knowledge. We've got the whole world essentially doing what he says. You know, bending over for everything that Dr. Fauci says. Dr. Fauci should probably be in jail right now, is what you yes. know. Um, he, he's actually been. Um, Rand, Rand Paul actually. Um, I don't know what, what the correct terminology is, but he recommended uh, criminal charges against Dr. Fauci for lying to Congress. Yeah, I think he should definitely have some criminal charges brought against him. Just yeah. just based on his involvement from this from the very beginning. Um, also, I think I talked about this last podcast, but there was America Frontline Doctors White Coat Summit. And they had um, a bunch of doctors talking about their experiences and stuff with you know COVID in this past year. And there was a pathologist that really, I thought, had the best section, uh, segment of that summit. And his name is uh, Dr. Ryan Cole. And let me just read this to you. Um, During a one-year anniversary White Coat Summit on vaccines, Dr. Ryan Cole emphasized the finding that the spike protein created by injected mRNA spreads throughout the body and itself causes disease. And he had the lab images to show it. Cole presented these images, which showed post-COVID jab inflammation in organs such as the heart, lungs, and kidneys as corroborate, corroboration of lab studies in which injecting the spike protein with no body of the virus in animals induced the same disease that COVID-19 causes. Cole supported the finding by other scientists that the spike protein doesn't remain in the shoulder area, but circulates in your blood and lands in multiple organs in the body where ACE2 receptors allow the spike protein to bind to organ tissue. Cole kicked off his visual evidence of spike protein induced damage with images displaying the spike protein's effects on ooh, mitochondria, uh, the engine of our cells. The microscopic image showed that post COVID jab one person's, um, engine of the cells became abnormally disjointed and fragmented. So basically he's talking about how this spike protein goes to your organs and causes inflammation. Um, and, and like you go to your brain as well. According to Cole, the spike protein bonded to the ACE2 receptors in the lung, provoking an inflammatory response in which the immune system attacks your own body. Cole then pulled up a study demonstrating that the spike protein of SARS-CoV-2 crosses the blood-brain barrier in mice, backing it up with scans showing that the jab spike protein took a similar path. I kind of like my brain cells to be where they are and not blown apart. That's a quote. So why in the world will we put a toxin into the human body that's going to disrupt the blood vessels in your brain, allow the spike in there to cause inflammation, said Cole. So... 
These are pictures of people that have been injected with the jab and it's, it's causing inflammation in the organs, which is causing people all kinds of, of issues. And this is, you know, not primarily, but one of the reasons that's causing these long COVID symptoms that you hear about, you know, basically, you know, um, symptoms that don't really go away after you've recovered from COVID. So I think that's pretty telling as well that this, that this spike protein is dangerous. And again, we are the test subjects. Humans are the test subjects because all the animals they've tried this on, all those trials were not successful. Yeah. You know, I've, I've also heard, um, conflicting information about the spike proteins that that's not really that big of a problem. So, you know, for me, I hear prominent scientists on both sides saying the, you know, this is good or this is bad. So for me, I'm just holding off, you know, that, that for me, that's just a good reason to just hold off on getting the vaccine. The scientists that you've heard that say that it's not a big deal, are they providing evidence? Are they providing any pictures like this guy? I don't know. Because, I mean, to me, that's know. pretty... I mean, it was on CNN, so... I well, mean, it's got to be true if it's, it's on, on the CNN. Internet, so, I don't know. But to me, since he had some pictures backing up and he had, like, arrows and things showing you where the inflammation is compared to a normal normal tissue and then inflammation, I think that's pretty, um, I think that's pretty telling to me but i don't know what do i know i'm not a scientist we're sort of getting up there on time (laughs) you sound resigned resigned uh let's see is there anything on your list that you wanted to be how about this nurse you were talking about why don't you talk about her that she's been Uh, fired on december 1st there's a post on gab from this nurse let's see why don't you read a little bit of what she wrote it's pretty it's pretty um it's pretty eye-opening i don't know her name but basically, she's just saying she's been a RN for 10 years. And over the last year, she's been working in the COVID ward. I'm not sure what state or where this is at. But, uh, you know, she's been sacrificing herself, basically, for the last year, working in the COVID ward. Mm-hmm. And now her hospital is mandating the vaccine. So she is going to be fired on December 1st. Yeah. You know, so basically, the, these nurses go, are going from heroes to zero, essentially. Wow. You know. Um, I know Nick Reed, speaking of the little slogan catchphrase, Nick Reed was, uh, he kept saying several times on his podcast when he was talking about the whole Afghanistan fiasco, Biden lies, people die. He kept saying that several times. But unfortunately, it seems like it's true. But that's true on this whole nursing issue. It's like they were working around these COVID infected patients from the very beginning, not having any idea what they were dealing with. I mean, totally scary. Yeah, she was she was just going, uh, trusting the science, saying that, uh, you know, the science shows that the, that the virus is 99% survivable. So, you know, she went off of that and that's why she volunteered for the COVID unit in the first place. Yeah. And, you know, she's been fine and she's seen quite a few patients survive. I mean, most, most of the patients survive. There have been some that's, that have succumbed to the Yeah, but she virus. did say that most, most of her patients walked out. Most, yeah. But now she's being fired because she won't submit herself to the right. vaccine. I wonder if she actually has, has caught the virus. It has immunity. Yeah, I don't know. 
That's pretty sad. That's pretty sick. I just hope they come out with some kind of easily accessible antibody test because I really want to know if I have antibodies. That's that's really what I what I want to know because if we have natural if we natu- have natural immunity, then I, I'm really not worried. You know what I'm saying? Like, and if I've had it, I don't know how you possibly couldn't have had it at some I know, point. I know. I mean, you might have been one of those asymptomatic people, but I think I had it back in April. I really do. I my in my gut of guts, I think I've had it, but I would like an antibody test. Yeah, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of lawsuits out there. Um, a lot of them, for, to, you know, colleges that are that are making their college students uh, present uh, evidence that they've been uh, vaccine, vaccinated, and there's quite a few lawsuits out there, and they're the the actual test text of the lawsuits is online talking about, you know, um, all, all the things that are available to combat the virus, you know, other than vaccine, you know, mm. natural immunity and um, some drugs, which we won't talk about right here because right. we can't. But, you know, and also uh, natural remedies like um, one thing that was, was in this, they were talking about melatonin being a mm. natural re- remedy for that's interesting. For fighting viruses. I've never heard that before, but yeah, you know, I take that, that every day. So Yeah. Well, maybe that's one reason why you you may not have ever gotten it. I, I don't know. I you, mean, fresh air, knows. sunshine, you're outside all the time yeah. doing your stuff, and yeah. then you take a lot of melatonin. So yeah. who knows? Maybe you had a one-two punch and didn't even know it. Possibly. You said we're getting up there on time. We are getting up What's there. What's other time now? Okay. Okay, well, let's talk about some, let's do some questions. Oh, goody, questions. Yes, yeah. questions. Okay, so what do you think your recurring dreams mean? First of all, do you believe in dreams? I like, mean, I believe in dreams, yes. Okay, what, why do you, what do you mean by that? What do you mean you dreams. believe in it? I have dreams. Well, you believe they're what, Dream, true? Dreams, you believe they're... Dreams can be, most of the time, it's just nonsense, just your brain relaxing itself or exercising itself. You know, there are there are certain things that can be a, a dream that um, uh, maybe the Lord gives you. you like know. a revelation? Yeah. But for the most part, for the most part, dreams are just your brain just messing around. <laughs> so you don't think that dreams are premonition ne- or anything like that? Not necessarily. No. For the most part, no. Do you have any recurring dreams? I have all kinds of recurring dreams. Okay, say name one. Oh man, I have dreams of flying. Okay, flying what like you mean, not like in an airplane, just me flying like okay. a bird. Um, I just all kinds of dreams like that. I use and I don't have them as much anymore, but I used to have the same kind of dream where all my teeth would fall out. I have had that dream several times throughout my life i should look that up i'm i think that means something yeah like I, like let's see let me think if like you don't feel like you're in control or yeah. uh i forget what it means yeah it means you know there's, something. there's all these things online where you can interpret your dreams i i don't know about that you know I, my dreams are just weird like i had a dream that that we were all we were all getting on a train um <laughs> we were all getting on a train and we had to all sit in this pod but we had to show our um our pockets full of ger- germanium transistors before we could get on the plane on the before we could get on the train. Yeah, but that sounds like COVID passport. It's me. Germanium transistors. That's well, I don't even know what that is. That's crazy. Oh, but I mean, but still, the fact that you have to show something before yeah. you can go somewhere. I mean, that, that was to about me, a year ago. Just, 
That was about, well, about a year ago. And I had there has been some really weird things that have happened. Like I, I used to have this recurring dream that I was sitting in this room and some people were around me, and I I had this dream over and over and over for years and years and years. And then when I had my motorcycle accident, that dream basically was the last day that I was at the hospital in Columbia, at the hospital, in the hospital room. What was the dream? Basically, uh, I was in a, in a room with some people around me. Hmm. That, well, maybe it was like a premonition. I don't know. A little but, bit. I mean, what, what would be the purpose of that? And I, I, I could just be imagining don't that know. too. I don't know. And this is our this is a normal conversation, by the way, between him and him and me, because he does have really weird dreams, and he will tell me them, and I will always try to interpret them, and then he's like, "Oh, hmm," and it's usually something to do with that's either something that's on your mind or something that's coming yeah. up in your life, or I, I just think it's your brain just relaxing and I think it's your brain talking to you just not in a normal like it's through visuals instead of like through language I used to track my dreams I would I had you know I was writing them down and just trying to figure out if it meant something but I don't think it means anything it's just your brain relaxing I think it's your brain trying to process your life basically and trying to process something that's happened in your life or something that you're like a problem you're trying to solve or something that's bugging you or a stressor or something like that. You know, I don't dream about problems. I don't dream about problems. What happens to me is I wake up at three o'clock in the morning thinking about problems hmm. and solving the problem at three o'clock in the morning all the time. I can say I never have that problem. Once I'm asleep, I'm usually asleep unless I have to get up and go. I mean, bathroom. I have solved a lot of problems at three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> well, again, that's because your brain is talking up. to you like while you're up. sleeping. It's like your brain is continuing to work as you sleep. Yeah. And then maybe presenting a solution yeah. that your conscious mind didn't think about. Yeah. I don't know. I think dreams are fascinating. I mean, I wouldn't put much stock in dreams, but they are pretty fascinating to just think about and talk about, yeah. really. Yeah. Um, Have you ever woken up in the middle of the night and like, Oh, jerked! Like, oh, yes, or like yelled or something. I I have before. Um, I don't not very think I not have. very often, but I have woken up like saying. I remember one time I said, "Grandpa." <laughs> when I, woke I wonder up, why was I that? Know, like, I like shortly after your grandpa died, or no, no? It was like this is when I was a kid. Oh, well, maybe you were worried about grandpa. I don't know. Or something. Maybe he was acting weird, and you were worried about him. Have you ever done any sleepwalking? I, I I don't think so. Have you? No, I don't. I don't know. I've never done that. To my knowledge, I don't think so. Um, I mean, no. You? I don't think so. There there are um, some people that have actually like driven their car while still asleep. Isn't that? Oh, that's that's scary. That, that is really weird. That is scary. Yeah. I don't know, but. As far as recurring dreams, other than the teeth falling out of my mouth, I can't really think of anything. Have you had like more than one dream that just... Yeah, I, I can't think of them right now, but I've had yeah. quite a few recurring dreams. Actually, the, there's this other dream that I have that's, it's like I'm at this warehouse by the beach. Hmm. And I've... What's in the warehouse? Some records. I've put in some records. Hmm. I've put some records in there. Like records? Like you play on a record machine no, or like, just um, like, like paper like records? Like paper, paper documents. Hmm. And I put the paper documents in this warehouse and hoping that um, people, other people won't find them. 
It's like a it's like a concrete, almost like a bunker by the beach. Huh. I wonder if that means you have secrets to hide. Like you're trying to hide secrets or you've got know, some is. valuable information <laughs> that <laughs> you don't want people finding out about. I used to have some very – I've woken up crying before. Have you really? done that? Like I've had like yeah, super yes, sad dreams yes. and I've woken up crying. Yeah. And yeah. you just I had a dream about you one time. Something happened to you and I woke up crying. Yeah. I Well, I, I used to have recurring dreams about you like uh, finding another woman. Or I would like, you know, catch you cheating or something like that. And I would just wake up crying. It made me so mm-hmm. sad. And like, you know, it just, I don't know, it's weird. I guess my own insecurities coming through on that. But, but yeah. And I, and I did have a couple of dreams, pretty sad dreams when you had your motorcycle accident. Really? Uh, kind of like nightmares of like really? an alternative really? outcome. Really? Yeah. So, hmm. and I, I remember waking up crying a few times thinking hmm. that, that, that that really happened. And thank God it didn't. So, hmm. Anyway, okay, how about another question? Um, oh, gosh, this is kind of timely in a weird, macabre way. What methods would you support, if any, for controlling the human population? I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't support anything like that, but that, some speculate that that's what's going on right now with this thing that's going on in, in the world. Well, and with abortion too. Because, uh, yeah, well, there you go. With like with black Apparently people? Apparently in 2008, Bill Gates, um, either Bill Gates or Bill Gates' dad, George Soros, um, and a bunch of these other people had this conference about controlling the world's population. Wow. And there were people that were in, involved in what's going on right now there at that conference wow. in 2008. So. Yeah, and I've always that's just I mean that's that's something on the internet, so I'm not sure so sure that that's truthful, but yeah. Well, but I feel like Bill Gates has has been involved in quite a few of these weird conversations about controlling human population, uh, which is weird yeah. and disturbing. Yeah. But I mean, you could say the same for abortion too, because you know the person the the person that founded Planned Parenthood was all that's about trying to control the black population. Yeah. And in fact, it's done such a good job that I mean, black, like 40%, black abortions are 40% super high. Yes, exactly. Aborted. Which, speaking of population, I think this is the first year that they said that the white population is down or something like that, which is crazy. So, I think that's just because you know people are not getting married and reproducing. And well, yeah, who would want to be white these days? I mean, we're I mean, the cause right? of everything. I mean, they demonize white supremacy, white you know, white pride privilege would there ever be a situation where you would be in favor of it like i mean if like the the human population was like if just i think it's sort of exploding we had more people than resources that would just take care of itself naturally like natural selection it would would just take care i mean like you mean through diseases yeah if if there ever got to be too many humans there'd be not enough food so that would just there then there'd be famines and it would just take care but then there'd be it, it would take care of itself that way. Chaos and riots and yeah. Mad Max and kind of world. Well, yeah. Yeah, that's true. You're probably right. It would probably naturally take care of itself, unfortunately, if the human population got to be too much. Yeah, but that that, that is one thing um, in the tribulation period. That's one of the th- first things that happens. It's is famine. Uh, well, yeah, fa- famines, wars, wars, pestilence, and famine, and then false Christs. Mm-hmm. It's the seals, and twenty five percent of the 
world's population is killed off at that point. 25%. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's crazy. Um, okay. Last question. How would your life be different if you had no fear? I don't know that it would be much different. I mean, I don't really feel like I have a lot of fear now. I mean. Yeah. I mean, I don't well, have that much fear. I, guess, I mean, when I was young, when I was younger, I was basically afraid of my shadow. Were you really? Yeah. I mean, just really shy, really quiet, really, really shy. Hmm. You know? Interesting. And I mean, to, to today, I think like public speaking, if there's ever a group of more than about two people, I just basically clam up because I don't, I don't really like to. Well, that's definitely a common fear for yeah. sure. As far as me, it depends. I don't, I wouldn't choose to speak in front of a crowd, but it depends. If I were very passionate about the subject, I think I would be okay doing it because I get passionate about things. If you haven't noticed, I mean, I don't know you, it may be, it may be kind of obvious by now, but I do get passionate about some you things. Do? I know it's, it's weird, kind of weird to think, but I guess define fear. Cause I mean, like I'm, I'm fearful of big bugs and spiders. I mean, I don't know that that really dictates my life other than I wouldn't want to be outdoors <laughs> where I would encounter big bugs and spiders, yeah. I guess. Yeah. So, I mean, but I mean, like fear as in you just fear life, you fear people, you fear. I mean, look at all the fear that's going on today. I mean, oh, absolutely. walking around with a mask, walking down the street. Yeah. I mean, that it's just like there is no scientific evidence whatsoever that would justify that. And if there is, we would love to see it, by the way. If you yeah. guys come across some studies that show that masks yeah. are effective, uh, by all some, means, send them to us. Something We're, besides what Dr. Fauci is saying. Right. Yeah, it can't be something Dr. Fauci said. He doesn't know anything. Yeah, he doesn't know. Um, according to Carrie Mullis, he doesn't know anything about anything. Yeah. <laughs> but actually, our current climate is a perfect example of how fear dictates people's lives. Uh, and how it changes yeah, your you, life. We were sitting there at dinner tonight. It's like you, you can sort of tell which ones are watching the TV news yep. com coming in the door. It's like, yeah, wow. And honestly, I just feel bad for them. I feel sad for people really that are, are wearing masks and are living their life in fear. I think it's a sad way to live. But unfortunately, you know, people are human and they believe what they're told. And, you know, they just... Yeah. Fear is very, very powerful, obviously. I mean, yeah. this is why we're in the shape that we're in now. And obviously yeah. the government uses it to control us, unfortunately. Yeah. But anyway. All right. Okay. Well, yep. We better get going. We've kept, we've, we've talked enough. <laughs> um, I hope you have a good week. Thanks so much for listening. We appreciate your time and I hope you have a good week. Yeah. Thanks for listening and watching. And we'll see you next time. Okay, bye. Bye.